Farrell here with my good friend, Sean Swarner. Hola, amigos. I'm practicing my Spanish since my wife is actually Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is another edition of our Hope Podcast. Helping others persevere every day. And I, I don't know how to say it in Spanish yet. I was just going to ask you that. Why didn't you say that, that one in Spanish? Today, we're going to tackle the topic of developing a pattern, uh, a routine in your life that can help your overall well-being. And Sean, when I say routines and patterns, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? You know, to be honest, it's probably not what you or, or, or most people expect. The first thing I think of when I hear uh, developing a pattern isn't habits. It's, it's not routine. It's actually values. And it, it might sound odd, but I honestly think people usually develop a pattern or habits or whatever uh, based on what I call someone's personal core values. Those are things that, that those are the things that mean most to you. And those, those obviously there are, there are things obviously like health and happiness and freedom and family, things like that are, are great, but I'm talking about deeper values, deeper values that actually help you make decisions and decisions that are conscious or unconscious, you know, because we're going throughout the day making conscious decisions or unconscious decisions um, because a lot of times we're just on autopilot. But things like approval, success, accomplishment, respect, security, um, even integrity and honor. And, and from birth, we actually have been programmed by our decisions and our decisions have developed us all into unique individuals. And it's, it's crazy because what we've learned from, from the day we're born until now, until the present, has been programming our brains, good or bad. And it's, it's developing, developing us into who we are now. So over time, we've developed these patterns because you know, hu humans are creatures of habit, right? So whether we're conscious of our decisions or not, our values actually guide us to make decisions that are good for us or not. So a, a perfect example uh, with, with a really interesting story is I was bartending how, in Jacksonville. How did I know you were going <laughs> to have a story that you were going to be able to apply to patterns? All right. Sorry. Go ahead. I, 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 have, I think I have a story for everything and a lesson for everything because one of my values is actually uh, paying attention to, to my values. And the, the story I was, I was going to say is, you know, after I graduated college, I went to Jacksonville, Florida, and I was actually, I was working three jobs while going to, while attempting to get my, my master's and my doctorate. And here I am trying to surf as well. You know, I was a surf bum, but I was working on my degrees. And like I said, I had, I had three jobs while working on two different degrees, which I, I highly do not recommend, by the way. Um, one of them, I remember, I was bartending at the largest club on ja in Jacksonville Beach. And at the time, I, th I thought I was hot stuff. You know, I was, I was uh, the guy in cocktail, slinging bottles of booze, you know, back behind my back, juggling bottles of booze and blowing fire and everything else. And drinks that, that would really make people feel fun and happy and loose and anyhow I, I thought I was I thought I was the shit and there was one time I remember very vividly a girl came up you know, late at night and she, she was incredibly attractive 
So she comes up and believe it or not, she <laughs> puts, you know, she sits down at the bar and she looks at me, she goes, can I have sex on the beach and your phone number? So inside, <laughs> inside, I'm thinking to myself, hell yeah. But outside, I'm trying to play it cool and calm and collective. So I look at her, you know, kind of nonchalantly and just say, yeah, no problem. So I make her a drink and, and this goes on for a while, you know, maybe three, four, five drinks, probably too many. And at the end of the night, she comes up, sits down, you know, just three sheets to the wind. And she looks at me, she goes, my friends are gone. Can you take me home? And again, in my mind, I'm thinking, yes. But again, I, I played it cool. I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. So we leave the bar. And um, just so you know, I didn't have anything to drink. I was completely sober. I'm not going to drink and drive and, and be crazy like that. So... I, I, I opened the door for my incredibly attractive and uh, uh, confident Honda Civic, and she hops in the car. We're going up and over the inner coastal on the bridge, and on the way down, after all the drinks I fed her, you can probably imagine what's going on in the passenger seat at this point. So on the way down from the bridge, I, I hear, so I, I immediately pull over as fast as I can. She opens up the door. She gets like the devil out of her. And she closes the door. I get her address before she passes out. Drive up to the apartment complex, get out of my side of my car, go to the other side of her car, open the door up. I proceed to pick up this lifeless limp of a human being in my arms and carry her up three flights of steps. So with this girl passed out in my arms, on one leg, I'm kicking the door. Like we'll say it's it's you know three C or whatever. I'm banging on the door with my foot, and some other girl comes up, opens the door, and I just put this this thing out in front of my arms, and I look at her and say, "Does she belong to you?" Because <laughs> yeah, at this point, I'm pissed. <laughs> I look in the window, or I look in the door, and I see some people in there hanging out. I walk her in and lay her on a papazon chair, so I know she's taken care of. And as I was leaving. On the coffee table in front of the TV, I saw syringes, I saw lines of cocaine, and, and I saw a bunch of pills and everything else. And it, it was just a moment, you know, and I'm sure you've had it too, I'm sure everybody's had it, where you've, you've had a moment in your life where it kind of knocks you backwards a little bit. And, and you start thinking about your path in life. And that's exactly what I was doing, because in, in, in the car on my way home, you know, I knew the path that I was on in, in that life was pulling me further and further away from my values. All the values I had when I was growing up in Ohio, the, the, the family, friends, you know, those, those higher values, I had those. But I'm, I mean, things like honor, integrity, and accomplishment, and success. You know, I had unconsciously developed a routine that pulled me away from my personal core values because I wasn't paying attention to what I was doing on a daily basis. I was on cruise control, like I said before. So I, I sort of felt like I was floundering around in life because I didn't know what was gonna happen. I didn't know where my life was going. I didn't have a plan. And essentially, because I didn't have a plan, I felt like I had no purpose. And I didn't have any set routine that helped me develop as a person. After that moment, I started focusing on making conscious choices based around my personal core values to help guide me into developing a better version of myself that I wanted and, and not what other people wanted for me. And, and to do that, I needed to put myself into a routine. I needed to put myself into a pattern of making good, 
conscious choices for my, my, my mental, physical, and emotional health. So I, I think whether we know it or not, our daily routine, which going back to your question, you know, our pattern can guide us where we want to go or it'll take us off the path and really screw us up. So uh, a fascinating story as always, Sean. I had no idea where you were going with that for a little while, but I just let you go. But as you were talking, I was thinking, don't you think there's some credence to the, to the habits, the um, subconscious habits that you were developing early on in life that, yeah, you may have strayed off the path that, that one night and we're doing things or could have been doing things that wouldn't have been in line with your values. But those values that you practiced all those years came into play where the end of that story was you actually helped this woman get home safely. Um, she could have gone down a much, much different path with someone else in that particular situation. So I think that's an example of you dialing into your past core values that made you stronger in that particular moment. You know, I honestly, I, I never looked at it from that perspective before. And, and in every circumstance, every situation, there are always two different, two different angles. You know, whenever there's an argument, there are always two different ways to look at it. And it's, and oftentimes it's a hundred degree different, different perspective. So I think looking at it from her angle, it definitely could have, changed her perspective and changed her direction in life as well. And I think growing up, going through my two cancers, understanding that family was important, improvement was important, um, even for me, sp uh, spirituality as well, and religion. And I think that what was ingrained in my brain growing up helped develop those habits and patterns. So you can, you can always go back to them. You know, but it, but you have to start paying attention to. I'm I'm sure you've been in situations before where you just felt uncomfortable, you know, where you just felt like something was off. You know, I I I honestly think that's that's people kind of going off the path of their personal core values. And once you start straying back on the path of what your personal core values are, you start feeling whole again. You start feeling complete. So you have a routine. You have values. You have habits. What's your take on spontaneity? Because you and I both know plenty of people who are so rigid in what they do every day and they won't stray from the path. What do you think about having some sort of spontaneity in your life? Oh, I, I think spontaneity is awesome. I love it. You know, it, it could actually be one of the things that you value. So even if, even if you do have a set pattern, you know, you can look at it from, from the perspective of spontaneity being a part of your personal perspective. You could actually become a better version of yourself if you became more spontaneous and that was a value of yours. Uh, absolutely. Um, I'm going to throw three words at you, all right? I'll let you riff on them each individually. Diet, exercise, and relationships. You pick the order that you want to tackle those three. Wow, I think diet and exercise kind of go together. Um, and a lot of people think that they're eating healthy by eating a salad and they, they dump on blue cheese dressing or ranch dressing. <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> you're, you're negating the whole fact that you're supposed to be eating something that's, that's good for your colon when you're sitting there shoving your face full of stuff that's, that's 
going to add on the extra weight. Thousand so, Island dressing I should leave behind then when I have it, Exactly. So, I mean, or you know what you could do, just dip your fork in the dressing and then go from there and eat the salad. Just don't dump it on the salad. And I, I think a, a big thing is, is just portion control. But if you make it part of your habit, you make it part of your, your, your daily routine, knowing when you're going to eat, knowing when you're going to exercise, you know, knowing when you're going to have a relationship. You know, if, if, and if, if you put those together, like as a diet and exercise kind of, kind of go together, you have to work out if, if you want to be healthy. If you're not going to work out, if you're going to eat pizza, you know, every day, it, you're just not going to see the results. So you have to have some sort of purpose in life. And I think the purpose um, helps with, I'm sorry, you need to have some sort of purpose in life. And I think if you have a pattern, it'll help you develop correct choices to help you reach your purpose. And re with relationships, make sure you have, have a pattern too. Wake up, uh, well actually, let me back up. One of the things that, that my wife and I always do is we always go to, we never go to bed without saying I love you. So every night we go to bed, we talk about five things that we're grateful for that day. And we talk about why we're grateful for them. So we reprogram our brain to focus on the positives. And before we go to bed, we always say I love you. You do that every night? Every single night, man. Hard some nights? It is. However, what do you love more? Do you love being correct and right, or do you love the relationship more? Oh, having been married now for 27 years, <laughs> I'll take B. B. <laughs> That's like, I don't know if you saw the, uh, and this probably shouldn't go in the, uh, the, the podcast, but did you see the, uh, the meme about the guy? He's like, you have two, two options here. Yeah, B, B. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> tips you just gave us one that um, one of the things I like to pick your brain about are takeaway pieces of information and you gave us one about you and Jolisa before you go to bed you say I love you I think that's really important and it helps to build a strong pattern in the relationship so are there any um, takeaway pieces of information that you get you could give to people that might help their daily routines and patterns oh for sure I, I think if, if you don't put yourself on a schedule and if you don't, if you don't have something planned out, you're going to feel like you're drifting around you know, drifting around in life or, or wherever. And it, it's going to feel like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. So if you put yourself on a daily schedule, you know, put yourself on a daily schedule of, of a time that you get up, say a time that you go to bed, a time that you eat breakfast, a time you work out, a time you read, a time you work, a time you, you, a time for romance. And since we are talking about my wife, these are in no particular order if she is, if she's listening. So romance isn't the last thing you, you make time for. It's, scheduling out your day really makes you more productive, but it also gives you a, a sense of purpose. And that sense of purpose can really help you through tough times. How about when your world gets turned upside down and your patterns get thrown off? You know, if a hardship were to come along in your life or something unexpected happens in the world, what do you do about your habits then? Do they just go out the window or is that the time it's even more important to, to practice them? Well, I, I, I think you hit it right there. It's, it's more important because you have more flexibility. You have less, a less rigid schedule in your daily life that you have to put yourself on that schedule. You know, for myself, for me, 
let's let's go back to the cancer. When I was went to school, it was fantastic. When I was healthy enough to go back to school, I think I was the only kid who actually wanted to go back to school. But when I was at home and I was feeling ill, you know, I knew those times were going to pass. You know, I I saw the end, the light at the end of the tunnel, and I, I put myself on a pretty strict schedule. I got up at a certain time. I went to bed at a certain time. I ate breakfast here. I ate lunch here. And I did keep some, some spots open for spontaneity. And I know that kind of is a contradiction of terms where I plan the spontaneity, but I had you know, a, a couple hours or a few hours open where I would do whatever. And I, I think it really helps if you put yourself on a schedule that you enjoy that, and that you can stick to. Not something that's just overwhelming, but something that you, you know, start off with something small. Plan from when the time you wake up to noon. I think that would really help. What's your favorite routine that you do every day and what's your least favorite pattern <laughs> you do every day i am my alarm is set every morning at 5 30 a.m and i usually wake up around 5 5 15 but if i sleep to 5 30 the instant my alarm goes off and i encourage you you try this too man the instant your alarm goes off get out of bed because you're psychologically preparing yourself and telling yourself, hey, I'm excited to get on with this day. I'm excited for what, what the opportunities have and what the, what the opportunities could hold for me in this day. If you hit snooze three or four times, you're psychologically telling yourself, eh, I can get to it later. You know, you're, eh, my, my day is really not that exciting. So that's, that's probably the best thing that I do. I, I don't hit the snooze and I, I literally, I roll out of bed the instant it goes off and I have my alarm go off to a song that I really love. Um, my worst one. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> What's that song? Oh, yeah, I, you know what? I think I have it on my phone right here. I'm not going to sing it, but, uh, oh, shoot. You dial it's, that up while you're telling us your worst one too. Yeah. Um, let me see. My worst one is probably when I have to get up and travel. And my flight leaves at 5 a.m. where I actually, and I'm up at work still on the computer until 7 or 8. And I go to bed at 9, 10, and I have to wake up at 2. Yeah. And here's, 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 here's the song that I was with. Oh, shoot. Of course. It's a, it's, a, it's a Google ad. Two. One second. Here we go. Skip that ad. Of all the songs you could pick, Toto man, Toto ranks as number one. All right, well, it, I'm gonna give it a try tomorrow. Let's see how. That all goes. right, that is too funny. Pick so, a good song. Uh, Starts your day off on a great note. And I won't be able to get that song out of my head for the, rest of the day. Thank you very much. Another Sean, another great conversation. Uh, again, I can't wait until our our next. Uh, podcast where we pick another topic to, to dive into. But I think that's enough for today. And so uh, until next time, I'm Tom Farrell. And I'm Sean Swarner. And that is your dose of hope for today.